welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Hi friends, it's Jessica. How are you? Happy Friday. I'm so glad to be with you for another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. It is February, second month into the new year. Can hardly believe it. How are your intentions going? I've been really good about doing my weekly workouts with my husband, and it's really made a difference. We have also added in playing cards together and doing some other things just to connect again, and it feels so good. And I've also taken more time for my kids, and I've stolen, 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 I've stole moments with them. <laughs> that may have just been bypassed. And so while I said my goal was to do like intentional, like 10 minute one-on-one time with them, and I am trying to do that as well, one thing that's also been working really well for me is stealing those moments with my son. So like my seven-year-old after he has his snack after school, instead of having him just walk by me to get his backpack to get his homework out, I'll just grab him and wrap him in a bear hug and look him in the eye and just give him a big kiss on the cheek and just say, you're just so awesome. I'm just so proud of you. And I mean, it makes him kind of squirm, but it's also really awesome and it's a connecting moment. And that's a moment where he might have just walked by me and I would have walked by him and that moment would have been lost and it would have been fine, but it just has been so wonderful to really be intentional about connecting, especially with him since he's been struggling um, with his new school. He's felt really overwhelmed and it's been really challenging. And so he just needs that little boost and he needs to know that I'm there for him. And I think he's awesome. And, you know, even when there's a lot of newness all around, the stability of mom is still there. So that's something that's really been great for us. So kind of going on the heels of talking about um, moving and, and that overwhelm and that adjustment period, I want to talk about making friends, okay? So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Jessica Dahlquist 3 and you may have seen in my Insta stories a couple weeks ago, I was talking about having no friends. I have no friends. So we moved to Camarillo officially over the Christmas break, um, but we'd kind of been back and forth, and we'd been sick, and it was just really hard to get out of the house, and it's been raining nonstop in California, which never happens, but it's really good for the drought and everything, but it's really terrible for making friends because you're not outside in the front yard connecting with your neighbors, you're not at the park, you're not hanging out after school, you're not doing those things, and so... It's been really, really difficult. So I've been feeling kind of down. I've been feeling like that feeling of nobody even knows I exist here. Have you ever felt that? I mean, you may be new to an area and have felt that, or you may just be coming out of a season of life where you just feel like nobody even knows I exist anymore, or nobody really cares, or you know, I don't have time to hang out with my friends, or it looks different, or I don't even have a real good group of friends anymore. I feel yet. And so for me, moving to this new area, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing, friendly person generally, but we just had a lot of factors going against us. And so while in my head, I know over time, yes, I will make friends. I'm confident in that. I know that. At the same time, I feel like I just needed a little boost to feel better now. And, um, 
So there's a couple things that I want to talk about in terms of overcoming that feeling and then also practical things in terms of how do you make friends as a mom? Because depending upon what stage you're in, it can be really challenging to to have mom friends and especially if you're a mom where a lot of your other friends are not moms yet and they're doing their normal Friday night activities or maybe they're married, maybe they're not, but if they don't have kids, instantly it becomes more challenging. And that doesn't mean that you can't still be friends with them. It doesn't mean you still can't invite them over to your house. Not at all. I think it's great to have friends in all phases of life. And I think it's good to have friends that are younger, friends that are married, friends that have kids, friends that don't, friends that are older than you. I think it's great to have that mix because all of that different life experience and perspective will add to your own. So I think that's wonderful. And so... But the thing is, like, if you have a baby, like my youngest, Jackson, he's a year and a half, and he still naps twice a day. And so there are two chunks of time during my day where I am tethered to the house. So I can't just be, you know, at the park mid-morning because he's napping, and I can't, you know, necessarily be... um, you know, out at night if he's nursing. He's not anymore. But you know what I mean? Like depending upon what your circumstances are, if you have those limitations like naps or nursing or school schedules or, you know, your husband's work might be prohibiting you from being able to have that flexibility, it can be really challenging. And so we have to overcome that. We can't necessarily change those factors, but we have to be able to work with those factors, okay? And so when I was feeling down in the dumps last week, I was thinking, what can I do? I just need to feel like somebody knows that we're here, you know, and we're on somebody's radar. And when I go to fill out those emergency contact forms and I don't have a single person to write down, it's just like, ah, I don't know anybody. And so Sunday morning, I decided that I would reach out to the neighbors. Like that's a great place to start. If you move into a new area, You know, it's one thing to just drive up and down the street and get into your garage and close the garage as soon as you get home and not really associate. Like, you can do that if you want, but there might be some really great people living around you. There might be um, neighbors that have kids that your kids can play with and have convenient playdates with. There might be an older couple next door that are the best and they want to, you know, get to know you and want to live vicariously through you and your kids. And that's just wonderful. When I was growing up, we had the best next door neighbors, Big Pond Nona. Oh, they were wonderful. They were probably in their 70s when we moved in and we were young and um, my brother who was three from that time on he loved Big Paw so much and he would take his big wheel over to Big Paw Nona's house and he would park it at their front doorstep and he'd go in and he would ask for a little Debbie snack cake and a Dr. Pepper which he called a pepper coke and he and Big Paw would just shoot the breeze and talk and play pool when he got a little bit older and they were the dearest people and they loved having kids around and sure they weren't in that phase of life but they loved us as kids and my mom loved that relationship that they had with us and everything so don't underestimate old neighbors and older people in different phases of life than you i think that's so so important to point out so on the sunday that we were making muffins i decided to set out um to pass out some muffins to the neighbors. And I wrote a little note saying, hi, we're the Dahlquists, we're new, here's our phone number, we're excited to get to know you. I kid you not, we go to the first house, knock on the door, their car's our home, they do not answer. Okay, so then we go to the next house, knock on the door, cars are there, Sunday about 11 a.m., 
No answer. We went to five houses with no answer, you guys. Five houses of people that just totally screened our doorbell dinging. (laughs) Anywho, I did meet some nice neighbors next door. On the spot, I invited them over for dinner. They had kids similar ages to mine. We had a great dinner. We're going to be great friends. I'm excited. And at the very least, they don't have to be your best friends. But, you know, you never know when you need some flour or sugar or you just need somebody to come over while your baby's sleeping so you can run and get your kid at school. You know, things like that. That can be so, so helpful. So reaching out to neighbors is good. Think about work colleagues. When we lived in Virginia... Pete worked at the largest naval base in the country in Norfolk, and so he had tons of other JAGs that he worked with that either were um, newly married or didn't have kids and were single or, you know, things like that. So we invited them over any Sunday night that they wanted for Dalqua's family dinner, and anybody was invited, and we would have anywhere from like 8 to 15 people a lot of Sunday nights, like maybe twice a month. And it was fabulous that I'd make the main dish and then they would all contribute a side or a dessert or something. It was so fun. We put all the leaves we had in our table and everyone just came as they were. And we had it at five because we have little kids. And, <laughs> you know, they that's not where they're at in life. But they loved it, I think. We had the best conversations. They loved getting into Nerf Wars with my kids. And it was so much fun, and I really looked forward to those dinners. And now that we're at a smaller base, I'm really missing that. But even just last night, we had over one of Pete's colleagues, and it was fabulous getting to know him. And it was just so important to get to know who my husband's hanging out with at work, to get to know them better, and to ultimately have some friends from that phase of our life. Another place to find friends is at your child's school, whether it's preschool or elementary school or beyond. If you pick your child up from school, go a few minutes early and see who's congregating out front. Chances are those are the stay-at-home moms who might be free the rest of the day as well to do a lunch date or to do a park play date if they have younger kids or, you know, whatever. And, you know, see who's hanging out and other parents of kids um, in your child's class, things like that. Just reach out and take that leap to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Parker's mom. I'm Jessica. What's your name? Oh, so have you lived in the area long? And asking those like basic questions can really spur on a conversation. One of my great friends came from my son's preschool in Virginia and Kelly was so awesome and we really didn't connect until a field trip. We saw each other at class parties a little bit, um, but we went on a field trip to the zoo and just walking around the zoo, we found out we had so much in common and she became one of my best friends out there. And it was so great because we had playdates and um, it was just awesome. It was great. So definitely um, use school parents as somebody to get to know and also teams involving your kids in activities even if they're not super duper into it you know having your kid on a soccer team gives you an hour once or twice a week to chat with other parents which can be so rejuvenating and then I also find a lot of friends at church and um, again the thing I like about church is it's all Um, demographics and age ranges and so you can have younger friends to the oldest of friends and they can all add something valuable to your life and so the point is there is a point the friends won't find you the day that I was in my house feeling so discouraged like I was not on anybody's radar I was totally throwing myself a pity party and you know where friends are not going to find me in the walls of my own home 
Chances of somebody just coming and knocking on your door is super rare. But the second that you get outside of your house to be brave, to go to the park, see if there's other parents um, hanging out with their kids there, sitting on the bench, you know, you could totally ignore them and not even take advantage of that opportunity. Or you could say, oh, hey, I'm new to the area. What's your name? I'm Jessica. What do you like to do here? You know, I have a four-year-old, a six-year-old, a one-year-old. What do you do when it's rainy? Where do you go? Where do you take your kids? Um, Are there any good malls in the area? Where do you grocery shop? You know, what soccer teams your kids on? Things like that. Ask those questions because A, people like talking about themselves and B, who knows where that conversation will go. So take advantage of when you do see other moms, take advantage of that. It's like what Jessica Toulson said in her episode. Um, she's the one that lives in Russia. And she said she'd be in the grocery store and if she would pass somebody in the aisles that had kids that looked like her kids' age, she would seriously stalk them and stop them and say, hey, I want to be your friend. Like, it looks like our kids are the same age. Let's go play. And even if they didn't speak the same language, like that did not prohibit her (laughs) from making a friend. And I love what she said that you don't have to speak the same language to serve someone or to be their friend. And it's so true. She doesn't speak the same language as half of her friends, it seems like. And yet she's developed all these amazing friendships and connections with people simply because she was proactive enough to reach out. And I think the important thing is when our kids see us doing that and being bold and being brave and modeling good social and friendshiping skills, they will do the same thing, right? And so Parker and I have had a lot of conversations as he's been nervous about not knowing anybody at his new school. We've role modeled and role played a lot about how to make friends. And while friendshiping may come naturally to a lot of kids, it's always helpful to give them the language and the tools and the support that they need to know if they want to approach someone, they will know how to do that with confidence. You know, so whether it's bonding over a sport, Parker's taken up tetherball, and before he was only playing soccer at school because that's really what he loved, but the kids at this playground, they love tetherball, and so that's what he's taking up. And, you know, I'm saying, you know, ask them to teach you how to play. Ask them how they do that cool move. Or, you know, if they're eating something at lunch that looks good to you, say, oh, what is that? I'm going to ask my mom to pack that for me or things like that. It has been so great for me to be in this position where I am needing to make friends because then I can really help identify with my son and my all my children who are also struggling in the same way. And I can express that to him. Buddy, I know how hard it is to make friends and I know how hard it is to miss your old friends and it's okay to miss your old friends but it's also important to be able to make new friends and so we're working through that together and that's been a really great bonding experience. But I listened to a great podcast the other day. Um, You know I love The Lively Show with Jess Lively and her episode number 188 talked about um, quantum mechanics which sounds a little crazy but (laughs) it does apply to my life so here we go. It came at just the right time because I was really thinking, oh, I want friends or I need friends. And I was kind of waiting to be happy in this space that I'm living in until that comes, right? And so I decided after hearing this podcast that what you need to do is realize you can be happy without that thing that you think you need to be happy, right? So the happiness can come before that other thing. If that other thing comes, great. But oftentimes, creating your own happiness before is what will create the opportunities to actually get what you want after. And so the other day when I was sitting there throwing a pity party, I decided, okay, I don't need need friends. I'm okay. I have a lot going for me. Life is good. 
But I'm going to do my part to reach out to some people that I do know in hopes that something will come of it. That's not going to dictate my mood. That's not going to dictate my happiness. But I'm just going to put out a positive vibe and hopefully something will come back. And so a few months ago, I had interviewed Brooke White on the podcast. She talked about her infertility journey, and she's just so amazing. And we have never met in person, but she was so nice on the podcast, and she knew that I was moving um, to the general area where she lives. And so I had her number, and so I was headed out to the Costco by her, and so I just texted her and just said, hey, I'm headed out to Costco near you. Do you want to meet at Chick-fil-A for lunch? And she so quickly responded, let's do it. I mean, she's a busy person. She runs Girls With Glasses. Oh, hi, Jackson. Jackson wants up. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. So anyways, I knew she'd be busy, but I just thought, well, what's the harm in reaching out? She can always say no, and it's fine, but I'm going to eat lunch anyway, so might as well invite her. And I was so pleased when she responded positively. We met at Chick-fil-A. We had the best conversation that day. And it felt so good to have a friend. And I even opened up to her about how much I was struggling with the friend thing. And um, she really encouraged me in that. But I realized I could be happy before even the friends manifested itself. But sure enough, as soon as I put myself in that more positive space, the friends came to me. And since then, I've had a lot of you in the area reach out wanting to do play dates. And I'm just so thankful for that. So thanks if you're in the Camarillo area for reaching out. And I look forward to doing a play date soon. As soon as it stops raining. Man, that's keeping me inside. But so put yourself in a happy space before and then good things will come to you. The next thing is that if you're sharing your light, people will be attracted to you. So Act like everybody's your friend. And that's something that I've noticed about people that I really admire is that they are just kind and considerate and friendly to absolutely everybody. It's not just a matter of being courteous. It's a matter of actually treating them like a real person, right? So the checker at the grocery store, the person that's checking you in at the gym, the person um, at the library, the crossing guard. Treating them with genuine, hi, how are you? What's your name? Oh, how are you doing today? Okay, great. And even developing a little rapport with them. How fun is it to go to Trader Joe's and go to your favorite checker and say, oh, yeah, how was your vacation? Or how was this or that? Act like everybody's your friend. I mean, don't you love when people are really kind and outgoing to you and ask you about yourself? So do that to other people. And soon you'll feel like you'll have friends all over the city. (laughs) So I love that. That's been a really fun exercise to start doing since I moved here. Sorry if you hear Jackson in the background. He really wants to be a part of this podcast. (laughs) It's a mom podcast. Sorry, guys. Another way to interact with people is to serve them. Find opportunities at your church or in your community to serve. Whether it is volunteering at your kid's school or at a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen, whether it's being a crossing guard, whatever it is, serving other people, going to a nursing home, just interacting with other people and making their day a little brighter will inevitably make your day a little brighter too. I think there's no better pick me up than that. Other places to look for friends, Social media is so amazing. Facebook in particular has tons of opportunities for moms and mom groups in different areas of the country to connect. And so I'm in a Moms of Camarillo group and there's tons of people posting, hey, I'm going to the park or does anybody want a girls night or is anyone interested in doing a paint night or things like that. There are tons of opportunities. So look out in your community for groups like that where you can meet up. There's also groups like Stroller. Oh, really, Jackson? Tell me. Yeah. 
Lisa Drexman was on last month um, on our episode, and she talked all about how stroller strides is not only about exercising with your child, but also about building a community of moms around you that are wanting friends and wanting that type of interaction. And so that's why I think it's been so wildly successful. So check out a group like that or a gym or a walking group. Put it out there on your Facebook group where you're located and where you'd like to find some moms to go walking or running or exercising with. Doing things like that will be a great way to build community where you already live and you might find some people that are right around you but you don't even know and they might be wanting friends too. And so making the first move is so, so important. Don't wait for people to come to you. You need to be the change. You need to change your story. Oh, I don't have any friends. It's so hard. I mean, let me tell you, that's where I was last week. But I made the change. Another idea is having an event or something that just puts yourself out there and brings together a large group. Something that I like to do in February is called the Hardy Party. I've been doing this for years everywhere that I've lived and it's looked different every year based upon where I'm at. So a couple years ago when I moved back to San Diego from Michigan, I uh, didn't really have that many friends even though I'm from there, but I asked somebody that I did know, one of my friends, and I said, hey, will you write up a guest list for me of friends that you have that you think you know, I might get along with and I'm going to host this Hardy party. No joke. She wrote the guest list. <laughs> and I had about 15 women at my house. Now yours doesn't need to be a huge party, but I just kind of had an open house style. I had some treats on the table, some holiday decorations. Um, I think we even played a game or two, just something fun. And basically just a way for them to get to know me, me to get to know them, and all of them to, to interact. And then the next year I had my own list and sure enough a lot of those same people were on the list. And it worked out so great, but it was an awesome opportunity for me to just put myself out there. And I mean, who wouldn't want to go to a fun Valentine's party? So even if you're just getting to know the person, it's a casual environment where you can just enjoy making friends. And so when I settled here um, over Christmas break, I thought, okay, my deadline to make a guest list and make friends is the Hardy Party. By Valentine's Day, I'm gonna have enough people that I know to put on that guest list so I can have it. And sure enough, that's what I'm doing. Next week, I'm throwing my first Hardy Party in Camarillo it's going to be awesome. I don't know everybody on the list very well, but I'm going to get to know them. And that's the point. And so I challenge you to do something like that. And um, it can be so fun. Another opportunity on Power of Moms, they do something called Learning Circles. And you can get a membership. Um, they run it on sale for like 10 bucks for an annual, not annual, an unlimited lifetime membership. But sometimes it's like $20 or something. But you gain access to monthly articles. So it's kind of like a book club, but it's articles that you read every month. And you get a group of women together. And it usually works best if it's like between like four and eight women or so. So it's not too, too big. But you meet monthly to discuss a certain article about parenting. And so if you go over to Power of Moms and um, type in Learning Circles, you can find that. Or you can go to the show notes, extraordinarymomspodcast.com, and I'll link it there. But I did that in Virginia and I gathered a group of women. I just kind of sent out a mass email to anybody that I knew there and said, hey, who'd be interested in getting together one night a month to discuss these articles? And I had good feedback and we did that for several months. Um, and it was great. And we really connected and I learned so much about their parenting styles and learned so much from their wisdom and their life experience as a mom. It was so much fun. So it was kind of like a book club, but with far less pressure. So a learning circle is great, but you could always join or start a book club 
And like I said, exercise groups, things like that. Bonding over an activity oftentimes is a great way to make friends. So I hope those things are helpful. It's I was kind of rambling, but that's really where I'm at right now. And I got so much feedback when I expressed that I was having a hard time making friends um, that I know that a lot of you are in the same struggling with the same type of thing. And so I hope that regardless of where you're at in your life, whether you just moved to a new place or you're entering a new season where maybe you're struggling to, to be social or to connect with friends again, I hope some of these tips can help you. So because I'm doing these Friday episodes only on the first and the last of the month, um, I want to make sure that I tell you who's coming up on the podcast. So pardon me if it's redundant, but I'm still trying to work out like how to announce who's coming on the podcast. So Next week, I'm going to be having Sadie Sabin on. You might know her as simply Sadie Jane online. She's an extraordinary mom who underwent a significant life change when she lost an amazing amount of weight, has kept it off, and is now pregnant and doing it in a much different way than her previous pregnancies. She is so inspirational, and she is all about empowering women and empowering them in their own life choices and their own journeys. She's amazing. You're going to love her. And then the next week we have Kira Irvine. She's going to be talking about her daughter's congenital heart defect. February is congenital heart defect awareness month. And so we're going to talk more about that and their journey. Also, we're going to have Annie Highwater on for episode 111. This is a whole new topic recovering with her, and that is the topic of addiction. Her son became addicted to painkillers after a football injury, and she's going to talk very openly about the journey that they went down and how challenging that was for their whole family. And so then lastly, it'll be Julia Aziz for the end of the month. And Julia is an extraordinary mom who has written a book about her birth experiences in hoping to encourage and empower women to be able to make their own choices. She also talks about miscarriage and that loss and how that impacted her motherhood. So we have so many amazing things coming up in February. Thank you for being here on the podcast. I just love talking with you every week. I hope you're having a great day. If you don't already subscribe, go to iTunes. Make sure you click subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. If you've left a rating or review, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I love reading those and it helps other moms to find the podcast. I just feel so encouraged every single time I read them. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at jessicadalquist 3 on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast, or on our website, ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. I hope everyone has an awesome day, and I'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.